of how we can make the most of those moments when God speaks to us and we hear him. The first thing I encourage us to do, I think that we need to be open. I think we need to be open. So our brains, just the way that our brains work will actively fight against new or challenging information. It's just the way that we are. We will, we will resist logic and facts to ridiculous degrees if they don't agree with what we already believe. And so to be open to the change that God wants to do in us, we need to accept that we might be wrong about some stuff. I encourage you, just think about how, how willing are you um, how open are you to the idea that you might be wrong about something? Pixar is, I'm just going to say, Pixar is the most creative animation studio in existence. Fight me. The, the reason why they're able to, to have this creativity is because management has an understanding and they've said things like they, they, all, they assume that at all times, they're doing something wrong, there is some problem, and they're stifling someone's creativity. And they're constantly working to fix those things. Which means that they're constantly looking for new ways to, to do things better and to, and to foster creativity. And that's what allows them to create the things that they do. If we, if we want God to, to change the way that we think, we need to be open to the idea that we might be wrong and we, and we might need to be corrected. We need to be extra intentional about letting him bring change. Secondly, be open. We also need to be accountable. It's easier to, um, to remember what God has done and what God has said when we have somebody helping us remember it. Um, that's why if you've ever done the Discovery Bible Method, uh, there's always a question in there that's who are you going to tell, right? You've read the Word of God. It's spoken to you. Who are you going to tell about what it said? Um, not primarily for them, but for you, because it's easier to remember that when you've got a friend who can, who can remind you or who can look out for you slipping back to your old ways of thinking. Jonah has God himself playing that role, and that's kind of what we see play out in Jonah chapter 4. God asks Jonah some questions and gives him some examples to, to, to remind him of some truths about God. Um, and unfortunately, we don't really know how Jonah responded to it in the end. He just kind of is angry and resists. But for us, we need accountability to make change stick and keep changing us. I encourage you to also think about who you can be that friend for. Who tells you when God speaks to them? And who can you help remember what God has said? So we need to be open. We need to be accountable. And finally, we need to be proactive. We need to be proactive. See, when we want to change, we often expect change to begin with a change in motivation, right? We've learned something, we've gone, oh, this is good, I need to, I need to change how I do things, I'm gonna wanna do it different. And then we, we don't change because we don't actually want to yet. Psychology tells us that our thoughts affect our emotions, which then affect how we feel in our body, which then affects our actions and what we do, which then kind of complete the circle by affecting our thoughts. And so we can't just will our thoughts or our emotions to change. What we can do is force little actions that will then impact our thoughts. God wants to change the way that we think and we engage with him in that process, not by trying to force our thinking to change, but by forcing our actions to change in a way that impacts our thinking. Let me give you an example. About a month ago, 
I had a conversation with my wife, Georgia. Um, we were talking and she said to me, like a specific situation had arisen. And she said, in this kind of situation, I need you to encourage me. And I thought, okay, cool, I can do that, easy. I'll remember that, next time this happens, I'll be encouraging. And then I thought about it a bit more and I thought, we've had that conversation before. You ever had a moment like that? You're like, yeah, oh, wait, no, we've had this exact conversation a little while ago. And I started thinking, why did nothing change? Why didn't I, I should, I already knew that. I should have already been doing it. Why wasn't I doing it? Why didn't I respond that way when I knew that's how I should respond, right? And how do I know that change is gonna happen this time around? So I, I decided to try something. I thought rather than trying to remember extra hard to be encouraging in a specific circumstance, I thought I'm just gonna try and be encouraging all the time. I'm just gonna try and encourage every day. Right? And just, just for whatever reasons I can find, I'll encourage every day. And maybe when that specific situation comes up, encouragement will just be a more natural response from me. And I can tell you that it worked. And Georgia will tell you that it worked, because I did check and I did ask her. Um, that it, that it worked. So when these specific moments came out, it was just more natural for me to be encouraging when it didn't used to be because I was looking for those opportunities. So rather than saying, oh, the next time I'm in that situation, I need to be more like this, we need to change the way that we approach it to, to just, I'm gonna try and be like that every day. Rather than, oh, I need to be more compassionate in that situation, just how can I be compassionate every day? And pray and ask God for those opportunities if you can't find them. The book of Jonah shows us this horrible truth that we all have ingrained patterns of thinking. And these patterns threaten, us, threaten to hold us back from the life that we're created for. And I believe that God wants to change the way we think and he wants us to engage with him in that process. There's a one final note at the end of the book of Jonah that is, I think, a note of hope. The last couple of verses of Jonah chapter four is God speaking to Jonah. And the book kind of cuts off mid-conversation between Jonah and God, which in one way is an unexpectedly unsatisfying ending. But at the same time, I think the fact that the last couple of verses of the book are God speaking is a note of hope. Because God was still speaking. We don't know what happened next. We don't know whether Jonah got it, whether God got Jonah to where he was supposed to be, or whether Jonah just never got there. But what we do know is that God continued speaking. And for us, it's not about what Jonah did or what he didn't do. It's about what we have the opportunity to do. Because God is continuing to speak to us as well. So we don't, need to, we, don't, we don't need to see Jonah overcome his shortcomings in order to have hope that we can overcome ours. We, we get to have that hope because of Jesus. We get to have that hope because we have a Savior who has overcome the world. He is bigger than our fears. He's bigger than our limitations. He's bigger than our weaknesses. And he died on the cross and was raised to life so that we could have connection and life with God. So that you could receive the Holy Spirit and never be alone and walk through the darkest valley and walk the road of trials and fear no evil. 
And so if you've, if you've never said yes to that invitation of life with God, then I encourage you, if you've never said yes to it, say yes to Jesus this morning. The invitation is right there before you. Just say, Lord Jesus, I call you king. I believe you died for me. I wanna say yes to that relationship and connection. The invitation is there. We are about to head into a time of worship. And, uh, and as we do, I just wanna encourage you, all of us, to just ask God this one question. God, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? Because God's continuing to speak. And if we will be open and be accountable and be proactive, we'll receive what He's saying. It'll start to transform how we think and how we act, and we'll be able to put it into practice and see and let and allow God to transform us into the people we were always meant to be. So why don't we stand together and, um, and let's, let's worship. Let's give God all our attention. Let's invite Him to speak. Heavenly Father, thank You that You're here. Holy Spirit, would You speak to us as we worship You? Thank You, Lord.